This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allows members to request future stories and themes. Thank you for listening. This podcast contains mature content and is intended for an adult audience only. It contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of all stories is fiction with any similarities to real people or events being purely coincidental. This podcast is not intended for anything but entertainment of the listener, and if you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. The Job Part 2 by DreamCloud Chapter 05 Marissa was having trouble with the meatloaf. Xavier kept trying to crawl away and her hands were covered in meat. Sebastian, come watch your brother for a minute. Marissa called. She desperately wanted to have dinner ready when Doug came home. Sebastian rounded the corner with sunken shoulders. Mom, I was playing. Sebastian said sadly. Just watch him for a moment, honey. Marissa repeated and smiled when Sebastian straddled his brother and waddled along with Xavier's crawling. She cursed herself when she tried to open a lower cabinet with the back of her hand. Doug had baby-proofed the whole house when Xavier started crawling. Marissa gave up, rinsed her hands and maneuvered the internal plastic catch with her clean hands. She retrieved an old loaf pan from the cabinet and re-dirted her hands by hand packing the meat mixture into the pan. Marissa washed her hands again. Then she set the oven temperature and placed the pan inside. She now had thirty free minutes and walked into the family room. Sebastian was still dutifully standing over the curious savior. Thanks, honey, I'll watch him now, Marissa said happily. Sebastian took off back to Tristan, probably to build some new mystical object. The last four weeks had been the best of Marissa's life. There was a sense of stability. Doug and the boys had become incredibly close. They never had a good father figure like him in their lives. Now she saw young gentlemen growing, not the fearful cowering kids Kyle and his like were trying to create. Marissa stood behind Xavier and let him explore. Marissa had fallen in love with Doug, although she hadn't told him yet. It had taken her all of three weeks to just have a normal conversation with him. He still couldn't hold her eyes for long when they did talk. She remembered her promise to Jaden. She'd let Doug make the first move. She had almost broken that promise three times. Marissa feared as did Jaden, that any strong advance on her part would be followed by Doug's panic and the end of any hope of a relationship. She couldn't risk the boy's happiness because of her greedy heart. Marissa even remembered the exact moment when she fully committed her heart to Doug. Sebastian had been playing with a wooden car he had found on a shelf. Doug had explained it was a Pinewood Derby race car he and his dad had made. Doug talked about how they had made it and the race they won on a scout outing. Marissa could see how important the car and its memories were to Doug. She reminded Sebastian to play with it carefully. There were a lot of rooms and sereches as Sebastian pushed the car around the family room and into the hall. It was the sudden silence that had attracted Doug's attention. He entered the hall and stopped cold. He yelled for Sebastian in a rather strict voice that shocked Marissa. She ran to the hall and saw the racer in three parts up against the wall. Sebastian entered the hallway slowly and Marissa cringed, looking at the tears in his eyes. They all remembered the punishments Kyle could inflict. You can't just break something and leave it, Doug said into Sebastian's tears. You have to fix it. I don't know how. Sebastian cried, expecting a beating. Well, I suspect it will take a lot of sawing, hammering, drilling and sanding. Doug smiled at Sebastian. Get your brother, we're going to need his help. Sebastian's tears stopped and a smile crossed his lips as he rushed off to find Tristan. Doug kneeled and began picking up the pieces. Marissa stood there staring at Doug. He was teaching them responsibility as well as continuing to bond. Doug even looked like he was having fun doing it. Marissa's men were in the basement for two hours. There were all sorts of noises from machines they couldn't possibly need for such a small car. She opened the basement and yelled down that it was getting late. We're almost done. Sebastian yelled back and appeared at the bottom of the stairs, wearing large plastic goggles and covered in sawdust. He looked so serious. 
we gave it bigger wheels. Tristan called from behind his brother. He was also in oversized goggles, covered in sawdust and sporting a smile too big for his face. The biggest child appeared behind them both. He was also covered in sawdust and wearing goggles. How about ten minutes more? Doug requested. Marissa knew at that moment, looking down at her sawdust-covered family in the funny goggles, Doug was the love of her life. She nodded okay quickly and closed the door before Doug could see her tears. He was everything she needed, everything she wanted. He just needed time, she told herself. She swore she would give him all the time he needed. The doorbell brought Marissa back to the present. She lifted Xavier to her shoulder and went to answer the door. The door was halfway open when her world came crashing down. She tried to close it quickly, but Kyle kicked it back open. Marissa screamed and began backing up in a panic, trying to shield Xavier in her arms. Bitch, I fed your bastards for a year. You think you can just leave? Kyle shouted vehemently, spittle flying from his mouth with every word. He looked around, making sure the hotel guy wasn't around. Kyle knew the grease monkey was a wimp so he wouldn't be a problem. Get your ass in the car. We're going home. He spit out the orders. Marissa reached for the phone sitting on the end table. Kyle backhanded her across the face which sent her backward and started the tears. She was gripping Xavier too hard and he started crying. Get your slut ass in the car right now. Kyle snarled as he continued to advance on her. Doug drove up the road to the house in a good mood. He really liked going home at night. The boys were always happy to see him and Marissa seemed happy also. He wished he knew how to tell her how he felt. Doug was terrified she only tolerated him because she needed him. He had no idea how to approach her or read her signals. Women were so confusing and he didn't want to chase her away. It had been a long time since he had felt this happy. The last four weeks had been the best time he had had in years. Doug spotted the blue Mustang as he pulled up. He shook his head at the poor condition it was in. Who would let such a classic car go to pot? He hopped out of the truck, wondering who was visiting. Kyle had Marissa backed up against the wall. He loved the power he could exert over her. She cowered perfectly and her lied body was a perfect fuck machine. He was already getting aroused by her tears. He grabbed her by the chin, knowing she wouldn't move with her youngest in her arms. You're going to regret running out on me. Kyle said sardonically. Marissa's shaking was turning him on more. Sebastian looked slowly into the room from the kitchen. He had heard the shouting. Marissa was crying when she saw Sebastian peek around the corner. Run, Sebastian. Marissa screamed in terror. The thought of her boys in Kyle's hands again frightened her more than the beating she knew was coming. Kyle swung and caught Marissa in the jaw. He didn't use his full force. He had no desire to fuck a dead girl. Marissa screamed in pain and she dropped to the floor, trying to protect Xavier. Doug was running for the door. The scream terrified him. He pulled out his phone and dialed 911 as he entered the house. He saw Marissa on the floor holding Xavier tight. Blood was coming from her mouth. Above her was a scruffy man about a six inches taller than he. Doug was completely out of his element. I'm calling the police. Doug shouted, hoping the man would leave. Kyle turned and smiled. This wasn't the hotel guy. This was the grease monkey. Kyle walked quickly to Doug and swung before Doug even knew he was in a fight. Doug's knees buckled as the fist caught him in the right cheek. Pain shot through his head and his vision flashed. He dropped the phone. Kyle followed up with a fist directly to Doug's nose. That collision caused a crunching sound. Doug's face exploded in pain as his ass hit the floor. Blood poured from his broken nose and his vision clouded. Sebastian had had enough. He didn't want Kyle in the house. His mother was crying and Doug was bleeding. He did what any five-year-old would do in a stressful situation. He ran up to Kyle's leg and bit down hard. Kyle screamed and swung backhanded at Sebastian's face and the boy went flying into the wall. Sebastian! Marissa screamed and started to crawl to him. He wasn't moving and her heart was breaking. Pain disappeared from Doug's face. It was replaced with anger then rage. His vision cleared and he stood up. This was his house and no one hits his kids. Get the fuck out of our house! Doug yelled as he moved forcibly at Kyle. Kyle laughed and swung hard at the grease monkey. He caught him in the jaw again and blood splattered onto the couch. Doug barely felt it as he reached up and grabbed Kyle's collar. Marissa reached Sebastian who was moaning on the floor, his face already starting to bruise. She pulled him to her lap, wondering why her family wasn't allowed to be happy. Doug swung harder than he knew he could. 
years of hoisting wheels, tires and fenders had molded his muscles into a fierce coiled spring. His fist connected with Kyle's cheek and bones broke in both Doug's hand and Kyle's face. Kyle's vision disappeared and pain filled his brain. He tried to raise his hands before the next one came, but he was too slow and Doug was too enraged. You will never hurt my family again! Doug screamed as the image of Sebastian flying into the wall replayed in his mind. Doug shattered Kyle's nose. Kyle's legs gave out and he dropped to the floor. Doug followed him down and swung again, connecting with Kyle's jaw and more bones broke. Marissa panicked at the change in Doug. She hated seeing him like that. Kyle was out cold and Doug kept swinging. You hit my boy, you son of bitch! He screamed while he pummeled Kyle's now lumpy flesh. Doug, don't kill him! Marissa yelled. Two men burst through the front door carrying shotguns at the ready. One was only in his teens, the other nearing forty. Marissa instinctively covered Sebastian and Xavier. The older man handed his gun to the younger one and grabbed Doug around the shoulders. He's done, Doug! The older man said forcibly as he pulled Doug off Kyle. You got him good, buddy. You got lots of help now. There were sirens in the background. Doug was shaking, pain began to reappear in his face, and his hand hurt like hell. He looked over to see a shocked Tristan staring at him from the kitchen. No kid should have to see what had just happened. A woman with short blonde hair, maybe thirty-five, entered and surveyed the room. She was obviously not a squeamish woman and took over immediately. Bobby, put up those guns and see what kind of towels you can find in the kitchen. She ordered as she moved toward Marissa. Are you alright, dear? She asked as she looked over Sebastian's bruised face. The sirens were getting closer. I think so, Marissa said slowly. Bobby returned with a handful of towels and gave them to the woman. She took one and wiped the blood from Marissa's chin. I'm Maggie and that's my husband, Tom, and Bobby's my boy. We're Doug's neighbors from down the way, she said as she nodded toward the east. Debbie called Tom when she couldn't get a response from the 911 call. Figured we could get here quicker than the sheriff. She finished cleaning Marissa's face and looked sadly at Marissa's shirt. I think it's ruined and such a pretty color too. Kyle was unconscious and wheezing heavily. Tom picked up Doug's phone off the floor. You there, Debbie? Tom queried into the phone. Yep, we're going to need some paramedics. Everything's quiet now and I hear the sheriff. Tom continued before hanging up. Yeah, I'll talk with you later. He placed the phone on the table and helped Doug sit up. The flashing lights shone through the windows as the sheriff pulled up. Tristan ran to Doug and hugged himself close to Doug's leg. Marissa saw how natural it was that her boy sought and gained comfort from Doug. Doug hugged Tristan while hoping Tristan wasn't scarred permanently by the fight. The sheriff ran in and slowed when he realized the action was over. He looked around and had no idea why a hermit like Doug had a house full of people. What happened here? He queried to anyone who would answer. That's my ex on the floor, Marissa said, pointing at the wheezing Kyle. He tried to take me and my boys with him. Doug wouldn't let him. She smiled at Doug and inwardly cringed at his bloody face. Is he the one who hit you and the child? The sheriff asked as he pointed at Sebastian's bruised face. Yes. He enjoys beating people, Marissa answered. Is that how it happened, Doug? The sheriff asked as he kneeled next to Kyle. Pretty much. Doug answered without the help of his nasal passage. I tried to call you guys and get the guy to leave. When I saw him hit Sebastian I kind of lost it. I didn't mean to hurt him so bad, but he hit the boy. It looks like you were within your rights, Doug. The sheriff consoled him as he handcuffed the unconscious Kyle. He's lucky you didn't have a gun. He looked back over to Marissa. Ma'am, can I ask you what you're doing here? All the heads in the room turned to Marissa. It was a small town and this was unknown information. Marissa realized she didn't know how to answer. Marissa and her boys are staying with me for a while, Doug said, looking into Marissa's eyes. Everyone looked at Doug, then back at Marissa. Marissa blushed at his look and smiled. There was going to be new gossip in town. It was well past midnight when they all returned from the hospital. They had promised the sheriff they would give their statements formally in the afternoon. They had promised Maggie they would stop by for dinner in two days. Sebastian's and Marissa's injuries were superficial and looked much worse than they felt. Doug had his nose set and his hand put in a partial cast. The boys were exhausted. They were asleep as soon as their heads hit the pillows. Doug donned his pajama bottoms and crawled into bed. He was sore all over, 
but felt good that he was able to defend his home, Marissa and the boys. It was more than he had expected of himself, and he was a bit proud. Doug's bedroom door opened and Marissa strolled in without knocking. She was wearing only her nightgown. He was surprised to see her this late, and in his room. Women were truly confusing. Her face looked serious, or at least he thought it did. She moved directly to the side of his bed and sat down. Doug's insides began to panic. You called it our house, Marissa said quietly while looking into Doug's eyes. What? Doug stalled, not understanding what she was saying. You called it our house. You said my family and my boy, Marissa said as she put her hand softly on the side of his head to bring his eyes back to hers. Is that how you see us? Doug had never felt anything as nice as Marissa's hand on the side of his face. It was so soft and warm. Ah, uh, I was pretty, you know. Doug stuttered while looking into Marissa's gorgeous eyes. Her hand was caressing his cheek and he flushed at the attention. She wasn't looking away or trying to leave. She was there with him and softly touching his cheek. He could stay this way forever. Yes, that's how I feel. He said with conviction and prayed she didn't pack and leave. The opposite happened. Marissa brought her bruised face down to his. She lightly kissed his taped nose and then moved her lips to his and softly touched them together. Doug experienced heaven for the first time. Marissa's lips fused with his and his entire body warmed and the pain from his injuries left his mind. Her lips were as soft as they looked and melded wonderfully with his. He felt a stirring between his legs. Marissa broke the kiss and brought her lips to his ears. I love you too. She whispered softly. Doug's heart cried out with joy. This was worth a hundred beatings, a thousand. He pulled her close with his good hand and felt her warmth against his skin. She was so beautiful, so warm and so heavenly. Marissa returned the hug and kissed his neck softly. Happiness swelled through her body and she felt his hand pull her in. She was his and he was hers. Jaden was wrong no one was running for the hills. Marissa rose from the bed and grabbed the hem of her nightgown. She slowly lifted it over her head and stood before him in only her panties. Doug was mesmerized. He saw her thighs, then her panties, then her tummy, followed by her breasts. The nightgown then revealed her glowing bruised face. Doug swore to himself that no one would ever hit her again. She was too precious. His eyes returned to her stomach and the flowery letters that formed Sebastian and Tristan. He smiled and reached out a shaking hand and touched the letters. Where's Xavier? Doug whispered, mesmerized by her painted skin. Haven't had time yet. Marissa giggled as she steadied Doug's hand with her own. She loved him touching her. It was so gentle, so tentative, and so very needy. She smiled at the tent forming under the sheets. Might have put it down my arm. Where should I put Douglas? Marissa moved his hand slowly up her tummy. Doug looked into Marissa's eyes with a surprised expression. I want all my boys' names on me. Marissa proclaimed softly as she moved his hand over her breast. Doug's heart was beating so fast he thought it might explode. His hand covered her soft, pillowy breast and Marissa had put it there. He ran his finger lightly over the nipple and Marissa mewed. He wished the cast would fall off his other hand. Marissa leaned closer, allowing him easier access as he explored her breasts for the first time. She had nursed the boys with those breasts, making them all the more precious. Marissa kept leaning closer, bringing one breast closer to his mouth. Doug was a little confused and worried. He didn't know what Marissa wanted him to do. It was easy when she pulled his hand to her breast. Now her breast was inches from his mouth, and he had a strong desire to kiss and suck on the soft, pretty flesh. The breast moved closer, and he tentatively kissed it just below the nipple. Marissa giggled at the light kiss and Doug took that as a sign. He began kissing around the nipple, relishing the soft texture. The sounds Marissa was making made Doug braver. He lightly licked her nipple. It was stiff, yet spongy at the same time. He grabbed it with his lips and tickled the tip with his tongue. I like that. Marissa cooed as she slowly ran her hand down Doug's chest and under the covers. The muscles that took down Kyle and helped her boys fix a wooden car were there. They felt so smooth covered by only a trace of soft hairs. She continued lower to his stomach and the top of his pajamas. Marissa felt Doug's hips jerk as she neared his manhood. She sensed he was wound up like a spring and knew he wouldn't last. This was all too new for him. She wished he could have been her first like she was his. They could have learned together. Doug felt the cover being pulled aside and embarrassment flushed onto his face. He could feel how hard he was. He knew what was going to happen if Marissa continued lower, 
and he struggled to shift away from her hand. Marissa buried her face into his neck and kissed it to soothe his mind. The kisses tingling traveled down Doug's neck and entombed themselves in his chest. He stopped struggling so he could enjoy her lips on his neck. Marissa let her hand slide under the elastic of his pajama bottoms. Doug gasped as he felt her hand continue slowly through the patch of hair above his erection. He panicked, knowing what his body was about to do. She was too warm, too sexy and way too beautiful. His entire groin was on fire. Marissa, don't. I kind of. Stop. Doug requested, trying to stop the inevitable mess he was about to make. What would she think of him? Let me do this, baby. Marissa whispered softly in his ear. Let me make you happy. Doug couldn't think straight. Marissa's hand wrapped around his erection and pulled it out into the air. The feeling was too intense, and Doug's hips strained upward. Let it go, baby. Just let it go. Marissa whispered as she began to stroke his cock. Doug didn't last the first stroke. Pleasure surged through his body as he ejaculated high into the air. Each downstroke brought another fountain of sperm shooting up. He closed his eyes, not wanting to see the mess, as more pleasure emanated from Marissa's hand. She was kissing his ear lightly as Doug came. She loosened her grip as his spasms began to subside and he started breathing again. All Doug could think of was how much better it was than with his own hand. He felt his cum on his chest and stomach begin to drip down his sides. He kept his eyes closed, not wanting to see her disgust. Marissa lifted herself a bit, looked at Doug's blushed face and smiled. She was still gently caressing his stiff erection. Doug slowly opened his eyes to see a smiling angel looking down at him. Her hand still felt wonderful and so loving. He looked down his body and saw the awful mess that covered her hand and a good part of his abdomen. I'm sorry about the mess. Doug embarrassingly apologized. I hope not. Marissa chuckled sweetly. Sex is messy and I intend to get messy with you a lot. She stroked the side of his face, pushing a bit of hair behind his ear. Did it feel good? She asked, already knowing the answer. Oh, yes. Doug exclaimed. If she didn't care about the mess then he had every intention of letting her know how it felt. Her reached over and caressed her side just above her delectable green panties. Good, Marissa said, smiling as she stood and pulled her panties to the floor. That's all sex is. We make each other feel good. Doug was staring between her legs. She had a cute little slit that seemed to glisten. Marissa saw where his eyes were going and glowed inwardly. She knew Doug needed to make her feel good. He wasn't a one-sided man. He was caring and wanted desperately to share. She put one leg on the bed which opened herself to him. She took his good hand and pulled it between her legs. Do you feel how wet I am? Marissa sighed as Doug's fingers ran up her opening. You did that. You played with me and got so hard just looking at me. She gasped as his finger found her love channel and entered slowly. She guided his finger deeper and opened her legs wider. You told me how you felt about me. She followed his finger into her with her own. She guided it deep and tucked it to the top of her channel and taught him how to massage her special spot. The one she now knew existed. Marissa withdrew her finger and smiled when Doug replaced it with another of his. Doug was enthralled with what he was doing to Marissa. She was dripping all over his hand as his fingers did their sensual work. Her hips were jerking involuntarily, and she wore the most delicious expression. It was a mix of joy and love. He had never seen an expression like it. He was doing this to his love. Giving her joy was as good as getting it. It made him feel strong, happy and loved. The smell in the room was so musky and pleasant. It smelled of Marissa, only ten times more powerful. Marissa was riding Doug's hand with her eyes closed. He learned so quickly and felt what she wanted. She smiled as she saw, in her mind's eye, Doug in the goggles, covered in sawdust. The sexiest man she had ever seen. She felt the peak coming. Doug was going to make her come. I love you, Doug said deeply. Marissa opened her eyes and looked at his broken face. The face he broke saving her. Saving her boys. His eyes weren't fleeting. They were staring straight into her soul. The tremors started quickly, and she ground into his hand as a tremendous wave crashed into her. His fingers were so strong, so determined. She bit her bottom lip as another wave of pleasure brought tears to her eyes. The leg holding her up from the floor began to tremble as Doug's fingers coaxed another wave forward. He wrapped his cast hand around her waist and pulled her fully onto the bed, next to him. His fingers were still buried deeply as he coaxed another wave of joy through her body, 
joined by a loud moan from her lips, Marissa gently pulled his hand from between her legs. She didn't think she could take much more. Her body felt as if it had just run a marathon. That was incredible, Doug, she said with a sated look on her face. Teach me some more, Doug said excitedly. Marissa looked over and saw the same smile that Sebastian and Tristan had on with the goggles and sawdust. She laughed. We'll teach each other a lot more, Marissa said, kissing the unwounded parts of his face. Every night if you want. I really like doing that to you, Doug said as he brought his good hand instinctively to his nose. His fingers smelled like Marissa. He wondered if they would still smell wonderful in the morning. This was so exciting and new. Are there other ways to make you feel good? Doug asked. He didn't want her to get bored. He wanted her naked and happy as much as possible. Marissa laughed at the monster she had created. She wondered if she would ever miss the hesitant Doug. I already know one way. I'll figure out the rest, Doug said happily. I'll have a lifetime to find them all. His statement was matter-of-fact. It hit Marissa like a speeding train. He didn't just love her now, he loved her forever. This wasn't pillow talk to him at all. Her exhaustion faded away and she knew she had to have him. Forever wasn't going to be long enough. Marissa rolled on top of him and straddled his groin. Doug's eyes went wide as she guided his still-raging heart on between her legs and lowered herself quickly. He filled her and she wanted more. Marissa hugged him close and rolled over until he was on top between her legs. She wrapped her legs behind his back. Take me, Doug. I want you to own me. Marissa moaned, looking into her lover's eyes. Doug sensed her need and ignored the new sensations his cock was experiencing. He drove into her, pulled back and drove again. Marissa grunted with each thrust and hugged him closer. She wanted to bury herself into him. Doug felt the power she was giving him and it was intoxicating. She was his forever, but he also wanted more. I own you. Doug extolled as he continued to drive into her. And you own me. He started grinding into her. She was his forever. I want you as my wife. Tears formed in the corners of Marissa's eyes. I want to adopt the boys. I want to take care of my family. He drove into her again, and her muscles tensed, and a protracted groan escaped her clenched teeth. The feeling was a mixture of emotional and physical exaltation. Doug withdrew again, then sank himself deeply as he exploded with her. Shared tremors ran through both of them. The orgasms were merged into one dot Marissa collapsed spent, below Doug as he kissed every part of her skin he could find. A memory ran through his mind and he separated quickly from Marissa. He leaped out of the bed and ran to his desk, yanking drawers and throwing contents on the floor. Marissa felt strangely naked without him near. She thought it might have been too intense, maybe she had scared him. Doubt stoked fears and she looked at him, bewildered. Doug found what he was looking for and ran back, naked, to the bed. He dropped to his knee before the bed and opened his mom's ring case. A small glittering diamond attached to a gold band sparkled in Marissa's eyes. Marry me, Marissa. Please take me so I can take you. Doug said it quietly, sincerely and laced with an ocean of love. Marissa choked up and more tears flowed. Yes, was all Marissa could get out. It was all Doug needed. Their bruised faces met at the lips again. This time it was forever. Marissa loved her goggle-wearing, sawdust-covered man. Chapter 06 Jaden breathed deeply, enjoying her scent. Bev had shaved her nether regions to add some spice. He was still grinning at her earlier comment. If you're going to be spending so much time down there, I don't want anything slowing you down. Bev wasn't even slightly bashful about her body. She shared it freely with Jaden. There were no white lies between them. Sexual honesty sped up their enjoyment, and neither took it as an insult. Jaden ran his fingertips across her now uncovered bare skin. It was silky soft. She must have used lotion, he thought. He kissed the newly exposed skin, admiring the texture. Jaden, are you trying to torture me? Bev asked sardonically. Jaden saw the glistening between the folds of her sex. He kissed her softly just below her clitoris. It's new and adorable. Let me play. Jaden responded. He knew what he was doing to her. He was still overcome with her shaving gesture. In her own way, Bev was trying to please him, beyond sexual release. She was letting him know what she thought about him even when she wasn't in his bed. Jaden ran his finger between Bev's folds, gathering her moisture. He smiled at the giggle his caress created. 
He used his lubricated finger to tease her little bud with slow, sensual circles. Bev responded with a soft moan. He had no intention of bringing her off with his fingers or tongue. Her gesture was personal and deserved a more personal response. Jaden rose between her thighs and met her eye to eye as he moved on top of her. It's gorgeous and I love that you did it for me. Jaden admitted. I love that you love it. Bev returned as she laced her fingers into Jaden's hair and pulled his lips to hers. She had learned over the past four weeks she loved kissing Jaden. It was a strange change for a woman whose past lovers were mere tools for her enjoyment. Jaden sparked something deeper within her. Bev found herself doing things just to be physically closer. Earlier, she didn't ask him to move when he blocked the silverware drawer. Bev just slid up behind him and reached around while caressing his waist with her other hand. It earned her a peck on the cheek which brightened the otherwise ordinary moment. Jaden melted in Bev's lips. He felt her breasts cushioning his chest and warming his desire. This is where he would choose to spend his life. The world seemed so much more alive when he was in her arms. Jaden lifted his head until he was eye to eye and nose to nose. He entered her and relished her lustful change in expression. I want to call you Beverly. Jaden whispered during a slow in stroke. Why? Bev questioned softly as she caressed the side of his face. Beverly is so much prettier. So much more you. Jaden responded and shifted his hips to make his strokes deeper. Bev wrapped her legs around his waist as her breathing became deeper. She loved it when he went slow. It meant he wanted to be with her longer. No one had called her Beverly since she was a small child. Bev seemed to fit her tomboy attitude and she never looked back. She knew Jaden saw her in a different way. She felt so full with him in her and the determination on his face was delicious. I love being your Beverly. She groaned with passion. Jaden's thrust became more determined. She watched his eyes tighten and sweat form on his brow. I love you, Beverly. Jaden was looking straight at Beverly when he said those words. He said them slowly and carefully so she knew it was the truth. Beverly tried to answer, but her body answered for her. The words drove her over the edge of an impossibly high cliff as passion exploded between her legs and traveled through every fiber of her being. Jaden, Jaden. Beverly moaned through clenched teeth. His name sparked Jaden's climax, and he spent himself in her. She pulled him deeper with her legs and melted through heaven with him. Beverly, spent, collapsed deeper into the bed. Jaden smiled into her eyes. I love you too, you lovely man. Beverly breathed and pulled him in for another kiss. It was the first time anyone had ever said those words to her and meant it. It made her feel beautiful and returning the truth made her feel so connected. Her life was shared in ways she never knew she wanted. Jaden sighed and separated from Beverly and her wonderful afterglow. I found him. Jaden claimed as he lay next to her with his head propped up in his hand. What? Beverly exclaimed. Why didn't you tell me? You want to have sex again? Jaden inquired with a lecherous smile. No. I want kill that bastard. Beverly's voice was dripping with venom. Jaden just stared with a goofy smile. He knew what she would turn into once she knew about Vincent. He loved her deeply and wanted to be with her at least one more time. Oh, you greedy boy. Beverly's venom had turned to sugar. You knew that would be a mood killer. God, I love you. She grabbed him by the hair and pulled him back to her lips. The kiss was deep and hard. Beverly was back on the job. She lightly pushed his head back. How did you find him? Jaden smiled and replied, It occurred to me this morning that the reason we couldn't tie him to a house lease or purchase was that he may not be living in one. Jaden smiled as he laid out his deduction. I spent a few hours online looking at the marinas and, lo and behold, there was Vincent's smiling face standing in front of his boat dream of clouds. He seems to be pretty popular at the Marco Island Yacht Club. He dyed his hair dark and sports a mustache, but it's him. He goes by Thomas Saunders now. So he did go to Marco Island. Beverly was smiling. She wanted Vincent badly. Susan still wasn't talking and Beverly wanted to take that out of Vincent's hide. When do we leave? I figure we should leave tomorrow morning. Jaden responded as he lightly ran his finger across her lips. I want to stop at a bank in Gary, Indiana. I can make a large withdrawal and hope no one flags the transaction until the next day. We can really use the cash. Jaden sighed. Either way, this part of the country will be dead to us for a while. We'll just head south and not look back. What about Susan? Beverly asked. We take her with us. Jaden replied.
I know someone just outside Fort Myers who can watch her. I'm not sure we can trust anyone in the business. Beverly said with a bit of concern. She's in business, but not our business. Jaden chuckled. Beverly felt a tinge of jealousy at the word. She. Another new feeling for her. She really wasn't interested in sharing Susan with a Jaden ex. She didn't like the idea of thinking about Jaden even being near an ex. I'm not comfortable with leaving Susan with someone new. Beverly tried to make it sound motherly, not bitchy. What happens if it's a one-way trip for us? Jaden thought a bit before responding. I've got nothing else. You. No. I just don't like it. Beverly sighed. Jaden curled up close and hugged her to his chest. That helps, she thought. Jaden kissed her neck and shoulders and nibbled a little at the top of her breast. That helps a lot, she thought, inwardly smiling. Jaden used an alias to rent the SUV. It wasn't a great solution, but they needed travel freedom and stealing a car was out of the question. The morning drive was uneventful. They stopped in Gary and withdrew funds without any difficulty. Jaden was sure Gary would host a few hunters by tomorrow. Susan was as silent as ever. She would nod or shake her head in answer to questions. When she wanted something specific, she would point. Beverly was starting to get worried that this wasn't just a phase. It may be more permanent. They stopped at an IHOP for lunch and the picture menu was all Susan needed. She pointed at the smiley face pancakes and Beverly added some juice to her choice. Beverly wanted to grab her and just shake out some words, but she knew anger wasn't the way to go. She feared for Susan's future. She was really beginning to feel responsible for that future. Beverly wondered if it was okay to cut Vincent's nuts off before she killed him. It was around three in the afternoon when they passed through Chattanooga. Against Beverly's objections, Jaden pulled off the highway to Molson Tire and Auto. Jaden had given Beverly the short description of Marissa's problems, and Beverly felt that little green twinge again. She hated the feeling. It was persistent and nagged at her. Beverly began to really dislike the bad parts of love. Jaden hardly recognized the place. All the buildings were there, but the parking lot was filled with cars and there seemed to be an abundance of customers. All the bays were filled and the mechanics were hard at work. Business certainly didn't look slow. Jaden! Marissa yelled when she saw him get out of the car. Beverly cringed when the lithe girl with the trim body jumped into his arms. Jaden hugged her in return and let her happiness infect him. He separated from her and pointed at Beverly. Marissa, this is... Jaden's next words caught in his throat. Who did that to you? Jaden's tenor changed to anger as he looked at the large bruise on Marissa's face. Kyle stopped by three days ago. Marissa laughed and continued. You were wrong. He did come back. Jaden was lost. How could she possibly be happy about Kyle? Marissa's eyes shifted to behind Jaden and went from sparkling to mesmerizing. Jaden turned and saw a confident Doug walking up while wiping his hands on a rag. His right hand was wrapped in a cast. His face looked like it was hit by a truck. Following behind him walked two very dirty boys. Sebastian was sporting a bruise like Marissa's. Where is that asshole? Jaden was seething. I think he is still in the hospital. Doug said smiling. He has a date with the judge after that. I hope he looks worse than you. Jaden offered as he calmed down. Doug laughed, hugging Sebastian to his leg. This guy bit him. Doug said, looking down proudly at Sebastian. Sebastian just gave Jaden and it wasn't anything look. Jaden sensed a profound change in the whole group. It was like they were floating on air. And you are? Doug quizzed while holding his now clean left hand out to Beverly. Jaden didn't give her a chance to answer. I'm sorry, this is my girlfriend, Beverly. Jaden replied casually. Beverly, this is Marissa and Doug, and that's Sebastian and Tristan. He pointed them out one by one. Beverly only heard, girlfriend, and blushed uncontrollably. Most of the tinge disappeared. Where is Xavier? Jaden asked. Maggie's got him inside. Marissa said. Maggie? Jaden queried. She's our neighbor from down the road. Marissa answered and moved toward Beverly. Jaden heard her use of the R and realized Doug just introduced himself to a woman. Something drastic had happened and everyone was way too happy about being beaten up. Girlfriend, we need to talk. Marissa grabbed Beverly's hand and led her to the customer building. Jaden noticed the pink shade on Beverly's cheeks as she willingly followed Marissa. Marissa waved her left hand at Jaden as she passed and chided. You were wrong again. 
Jaden's jaw dropped to the dirt when he saw the ring. He looked up in shock at the smiling Doug. What the hell happened? You couldn't even talk to her when I left a month ago. Jaden asked. Kyle happened. Doug laughed. He hit Sebastian and I kind of lost it. I said some things in the heat of the moment about him hitting my family. Turns out my Marissa was thinking the same way. I really love that girl. Jaden almost forgot about Susan. He opened the back and took her hand as she hopped out. This is Susan. Jaden informed Doug. Hello Susan, I'm Doug. He said, trying to sound friendly. Susan curled into Jaden's waist and nodded her head. She's kind of shy. Jaden said with a soft smile. So you're getting married? Yep. Haven't worked out the date yet. Doug grinned. Maggie's kind of taking over the planning. I'll just show up in the monkey suit and say, I do. Looks like business picked up. Jaden observed, looking around. It's the gossip effect. Doug opined. Seems suddenly turning up with a full family piques the curiosity of some folks. It won't last, but it sure is nice right now. You know Marissa made me ask her twice. Doug said seriously. She said yes at first then the next day she told me her entire past and she made ask again. Jaden saw a little change in Doug's eyes. She told me what you did for her and to her. I am not sure whether to hug you or hit you. Doug gave a tight-lipped smile. I told her it would be a bad idea to tell you about that. Jaden explained as he steeled himself to take a hit. He was going to let Doug hit him once. You were wrong about that too. Doug laughed. It's better that I know in case any more Kyles show up. Of course, that doesn't mean I want you to stay for dinner. You're kind of an enigma. We only stopped by to say hello. Jaden said a bit calmer. I just wanted to check up on Marissa and it seems I have. She is in great hands. Jaden pushed his left hand out to Doug who took it and shook it. I better gather everyone. Jaden continued, a bit more uncomfortable as he headed into the customer building with Susan in tow. Jaden found Beverly holding Xavier, standing next to a woman with short blonde hair and Marissa. Beverly was enamored with the smiling boy. Susan left Jaden's hand and ran to Beverly to hug her waist. Jaden sensed a bit of jealousy in Susan. Beverly smiled and handed Xavier to Marissa and picked up Susan. Susan, this is Marissa, Maggie and Xavier. Beverly said. Susan nodded as she laid her head on Beverly's shoulder. Maggie, that's my boyfriend, Jaden. Beverly loved saying, boyfriend. It was so unnatural for her tongue, but it flowed so well anyway. Jaden smiled and waved. He was still thinking that they had been here long enough. Marissa, we're going to have to hit the road. Jaden insisted as he moved toward the group. I'm so happy for you and Doug. You guys look perfect together. Marissa gave Jaden a big one-handed hug and whispered. She loves you. I hope I didn't fuck it up. She gave him a peck on the cheek, with a devious smile on her face. Jaden looked at Beverly and saw nothing different in her face. Marissa looked at Beverly. It was so nice meeting you, Beverly. Likewise, Marissa. Beverly said, sharing a slight smirk with Marissa. And so very enlightening. Beverly gave Jaden a tight-lipped grin, topped with a set of dagger eyes. Jaden should have listened to Beverly and not stopped. He had a strange feeling he wasn't going to enjoy the next part of the trip. Marissa watched Beverly and Jaden drive away. What a wonderfully strange couple, she observed to herself. Beverly was pleasant as they continued the drive toward Atlanta. Jaden was going to try to find out what Marissa had told her, but Beverly seemed perfectly happy to ignore the whole issue. Ignorance is bliss, Jaden thought as he happily put Chattanooga behind him. Inwardly, Jaden was happy Doug had grown a pair. He was even happier Marissa and her boys had a future. Jaden smiled as he remembered the night in the bathroom with Marissa. Doug may hate him for it, but Jaden knew Doug was having a bit more fun because of it. Jaden, savior and sex guru, he thought proudly. What are you smiling about? Beverly asked with a serious face. Just thinking about how well everything turned out for Marissa. Jaden looked over at the frosty expression on Beverly's face. He lost his smile. You like them thin and young like that? Beverly asked, staring at Jaden and daring him to answer. Jaden felt fear for the first time in a long time. This was one of those. Am I too fat? Questions. There was absolutely no correct answer. Fuck it, Jaden thought and spilled the truth. Yes, she sure is cute. Although, I prefer someone a lot less fragile. 
I like the give and take in equal amounts. It's so very satisfying. Jaden finished in a euphoric tone. He was reliving his first sexual encounter with Beverly. Beverly blushed and quickly looked back at Susan who obviously didn't fully understand the conversation. Beverly wasn't supposed to get aroused by his answer, but the way Jaden said. Satisfying. Burned right between her legs. She decided they should stop for the night. We shouldn't do the Atlanta slash make and drive tonight. It's bad enough during the off hours. Beverly said a little hoarsely. She took a deep breath and coughed to straighten her throat. Love was making decisions for her, and it made her feel weak. Fighting it made her feel ill. She remembered her conversation with Marissa and smiled. What are you smiling about? Jaden asked with a serious face. Just thinking about how well everything turned out for Marissa. Beverly looked over at the frosty expression on Jaden's face. She didn't lose her smile. They stopped outside Atlanta, just before they would hit the heavy traffic. Jaden found a days in and took a first-floor room. Two beds and a bathroom. He set the alarm for four in the morning, hoping to be well on the road before the morning rush. Susan picked her bed and took control of the remote. Jaden was pleased Susan was making independent choices. He just wished she would talk. Jaden ordered in sandwiches. It took a lot of nodding and head-shaking to get Susan's order correct. IHOP picture menus were much easier. They ate to an array of cartoons. Susan spent 15 minutes traveling through the channels until she settled on the cartoon network. Both Jaden and Beverly rolled their eyes, but allowed her to play TV dictator. Beverly wasn't sure TV was the best thing for Susan. Beverly didn't feel a hotel room was the best place to put her foot down. Stability first, then repair. Susan didn't make it past 8 o'clock. Jaden lifted her while Beverly turned down the covers. They both tucked her in and stood staring at the sleeping angel for a moment. Jaden broke first and headed off to the bathroom. Beverly turned off the TV and turned off most of the lights. Then she headed to the bathroom. Beverly entered while the shirtless Jaden was brushing his teeth. He was a little surprised when she walked in unannounced, but he wrote it off as another addition to their growing familiarity. He lifted his eyebrows and stopped his brush in midstroke when she closed and locked the door. You took advantage of that girl. Beverly said with some bitterness in her voice. I just tucked her in. Jaden said in exasperation. He drooled a bit of toothpaste as he attempted to fathom where this conversation was going. Not Susan, you idiot. Marissa. Beverly's voice leaked disdain. She was in a fragile state, and you used her for sex. Jaden now understood Marissa's earlier comment. Telling Doug was one thing. Why did she have to tell Beverly? He was never going to live this down. That's not quite how it happened. Jaden protested. I tried to give her the money, and she wouldn't take it. She really needed the money. I was kinda stuck. So it was a charity? You trying to turn her into a whore? Beverly reprimanded with a school teacher tone. What the hell were you thinking? I wasn't thinking. She kind of got naked and twisted my words. Jaden was frothing at the mouth. Toothpaste and arguments don't go well together. I tried to stop her. She was really persistent. Jaden lowered his hand and toothbrush. Besides, she liked it and needed it. It was first time anyone really took care of her. Damn it, I don't regret it. I mean look how it all ended up. He waved the toothbrush and splattered white spots on the mirror. Beverly smiled and handed him an envelope from her back pocket. Jaden opened it and saw a slew of hundred-dollar bills. Marissa? Jaden questioned. Yep. She said she didn't need it anymore. Beverly ran her hand through Jaden's hair. I'm jealous as hell. She said you were the second best guy she knew. She knew you wouldn't take it back so she gave it me. You're jealous? Jaden smirked with white lips. I didn't even know you then. Cute little skinny ex-lovers will do that to a girl. Beverly admitted. Jaden quickly rinsed and spit in the sink and grabbed a towel to clean his mouth. I am well skilled at satisfying women in small bathrooms. Jaden retorted and smiled seductively. So I have been told. That's why I locked the door, you idiot. Beverly smirked as she pulled Jaden's head in for a powerful kiss. Jaden was trying to mentally catch up. She had obviously been planning this since they left Chattanooga. He returned the kiss and pulled her shirt out of her jeans and began lifting it over her head. You going to be mad at me all night? Jaden quizzed grimly as he finished removing Beverly's shirt. He wasn't sure if mad sex would be as good as the fun sex they had been having for the last four weeks. Jaden had no desire to get angry. Beverly took a deep breath and let it out slowly. 
Jaden watched her brine case breasts rise and fall with her sigh. Sorry, I just hate thinking about you with that little tart. Beverly apologized as she stroked behind Jaden's ear. Marissa had some honesty revelation and thought I needed to know every detail. She paused a moment before continuing. You had her in ways you haven't had me. It makes me think she will always be special. I can't compete with cute, thin, and special. Beverly's confidence was gone. Here was a woman who would never shy from danger, cowering about tiny Marissa. Jaden didn't like mad or cowering Beverly. He liked confident Beverly. Jaden reached around her and unclasped her brow. Her magnificent breasts were free and they stood out proudly with just a slight weighted sag. They were real and all Beverly. Jaden pushed them together and lifted them to his smiling face. No thin girl in the world can compete with these. Jaden lustfully commented. This is what I see in my dreams, Beverly. Your beautiful face and your beautiful chest. He began kissing each breast and massaging his cheeks with their cool softness. Beverly giggled at his greedy obsession with her breasts. No other woman has my heart like you do. No one else can compete if you've already won. Jaden raised his lips to hers and felt her melt into him. Jaden's words soothed Beverly's soul. The mixed up, terrible feelings she hardly recognized faded to the background as they kissed. She parted her lips and their tongues caressed in a blissful dance. This is how she wanted him. Love was so confusing until it wasn't. Beverly felt Jaden's fingers at her waist, undoing the button at the top of her jeans. She giggled into his lips as her mind left the foggy pain and passionate fun took over. The only special will be our special. Jaden emphasized as he lowered her jeans and Beverly stepped out of them. He cupped her sex to her panties as his lips returned to her lips. Jaden felt her lustful heat and loved her gentle moan. Beverly's mind went back to Marissa and the discussion that ignited her lust and her pain. This had to be solved. Tonight. She needed that girl out of her head. She wanted what Marissa had. The vision of Marissa on the bathroom counter had to be replaced in her mind as well as Jaden's. Beverly separated from Jaden quickly which confused him. She removed her panties and swept their toiletries into the sink. With the gracefulness of a gymnast, Beverly lifted herself onto the counter and brought her feet up to her hips. Jaden flashed back to Marissa in the same position. Marissa's eyes had shown panic. Beverly's showed lust. He realized Marissa had left no detail out of her conversation with Beverly. Jaden moved, with a lascivious grin, between Beverly's limber legs. He stroked down both thighs with light fingers. She was spread before him and her body's desire was evident. This is not exactly how the night started. Jaden chided as knelt before his goddess. This is the part that pissed me off. Beverly whispered as Jaden's lips moved closer to the apex of her thighs. I need this out of my mind. I need this vision in my mind. Jaden whispered as he kissed Beverly's thighs. He felt his arousal tighten in his pants. Jaden slowly ran his finger down her tender flower and it parted, glowing with moisture. Beverly moaned deeper as Jaden slowly inserted a finger, looking up at her reaction. Her eyes were lightly closed and her mouth formed an O. He added another finger, rotated his palm and massaged the roof of her channel. Jaden smiled when Beverly's legs began to quiver. She was so ready for this. Beverly placed a hand on Jaden's head, encouraging his tongue forward. She could feel herself building, climbing high to the peak. Please, Jaden. She whimpered. Beverly had been smoldering all day with the thought of Jaden between her legs. Jaden, led by her hand, leaned in and lightly flicked her clitoris with his tongue's tip. Beverly gasped. Please, Jaden. If it wasn't for her current jealousy, Jaden would have loved to torture her a bit longer. Instead, he gave her the release she needed. Jaden dragged the flat of his tongue across her exposed bud and slowly increased the pressure. Beverly's hips came forward and she pulled his head tighter. A long groan started deep in her stomach and came out as a one-note mantra. Jaden felt Beverly's sex clamp down on his fingers as she inwardly exploded. Her body jerked arrhythmically as Jaden continued his assault. Beverly briefly lost touch with the world and knew only Jaden. They floated in space and, locked by love's gravity, pulled to each other in eternal bliss. A brief slice of heaven in her now awkward world. Jaden slowed when Beverly's breathing eased. Her eyes were closed above her sated grin. Beverly's hand was no longer pulling, it was caressing. Jaden rose to his feet and tenderly kissed her blushed cheeks. That was lovely, she said completely out of her normal character. Jaden smiled, saying, You tasted wonderful. He seductively put one of his moist fingers in his mouth and pulled it out, tasting her again. 
Finger lick. Beverly interrupted his obvious male comment. You compare me to chicken and I won't return the favor. Beverly scolded and caressed his face to soften the comment. Jaden chuckled and carefully helped her straighten her cramped legs. She pulled him into her and kissed him deeply, sharing her flavor. Beverly hopped off the counter and used Jaden's shoulders to steady her still quivering legs. She grinned at Jaden and said, There's a reason most sex occurs in beds. Beverly rubbed her sore behind. Jaden reached behind her and helped. It took Beverly less than a minute to undress Jaden. She was thrilled to see his erection straining between his legs. It was her toy now. Beverly pushed him against the counter and wrapped a hand around his manhood. You know I love you, right? She queried, wanting to hear his response. Yes. Jaden panted as he felt her wanton caress. You are all I can think about. Beverly squatted in front of him. She smiled and kissed his crown which caused him to jump. She giggled at the jump and took him into her mouth. All of him. Jaden gasped as he watched his erection disappear into her mouth. He sucked in his breath as Beverly slowly withdrew, her tongue working the underside along the way. She plunged back down. All the way down. Visually, it was the most erotic thing Jaden had ever seen. Why hadn't she done this before? He wondered. Beverly repeated the process while reaching between his legs and started rubbing his perineum softly. Oh. Beverly. Jaden whispered and raised on his toes involuntarily. He was white-knuckling the edge of the counter as Beverly sucked her way back to the crown. Jaden was barely hanging on. He wanted it to last forever, but it felt too good. He knew his body was about to betray him. Honey, I'm going to come. Jaden warned. Beverly drove her mouth back down Jaden's shaft and held it there. He moaned loudly and a quiver began in his right leg. He felt her finger rub around his anus and he was done. Jaden erupted into her with a series of loud grunts. Beverly never moved her mouth and let him finish down her throat. Jaden couldn't believe the sensation of her warm, wet mouth tightly surrounding all of him. He was spent. Beverly teased his sensitive crown with her tongue when Jaden's orgasm subsided. He laughed as he tried to dodge the horrible tickling sensation. He grabbed her and lifted her lips back to his. He tasted himself in the kiss, but tasted her love more. That was incredible. I had no idea you could do that. Jaden said with lustful incredulity. There's always more, Jaden. Beverly responded with an abstruse smile and kissed his forehead. I'm going to need a moment. Jaden panted with a silly grin. That was a bit intense. The toilet thing will have to wait. Beverly smiled and kissed him sweetly. No, that will be Marissa's. Every time you think of her, I want you to remember a toilet. She kissed him again, grabbed her clothes and seductively shimmied her way out the door. That's my girl, Jaden thought happily. No lack of confidence there. Chapter 07 Jaden put the sleeping Susan into the SUV. They woke up early to beat the Atlanta-slash-Macon traffic. Beverly was feeling a lot better after being woken by an amorous Jaden. The morning affection was one of the good parts of love. The jealousy she brooded about the day before had receded to a small speck of a feeling. Not gone, but manageable. She caressed Jaden's thigh as he drove out of the hotel lot. The petting was becoming natural. Beverly wondered when that started. It was foreign to both of them. Jaden knew they would reach Fort Myers today. He was concerned about his plan to have Sandra watch Susan. If Marissa caused Beverly heartache, Sandra was bound to double it. They really didn't have a good alternative. He debated waiting to have the discussion to make the trip a bit smoother. He decided it would be better to have the discussion while Susan was asleep. I should tell you, I have a pass with Sandra. Jaden stated in a neutral tone. Sandra who? Beverly asked. The lady who is going to watch Susan. Jaden answered as neutrally as possible. He hoped this would remain a civil conversation. What kind of past? Beverly queried as she retracted her hand from Jaden's leg. Jaden didn't think there would be a good way to spin it, so he just laid it out. I hired her for a night. You want to leave Susan with a hooker you spent a night with? Beverly was incredulous. What is wrong with you? It's not like that. Well, sort of. Jaden stammered, defending himself. She's a really smart woman and the only one I know who isn't involved in any way. Well, as long as she's a smart hooker. Beverly exaggerated. What were you thinking? I was thinking we don't have any better options. I trust Sandra to watch Susan for a day or two as long as we pay her. You think she could be any worse than us? 
Who would you hire to watch your children, an assassin or a hooker? Jaden inquired. Beverly was taken aback by his question. She never thought of herself or Jaden as being unfit to care for Susan. On the surface, it did look like Susan had two poor choices. But Sandra was the unknown quantity. She must have really impressed you in one night. Beverly said callously. What did she do, give you her ass? Beverly felt the speck of jealousy start to grow again. Jaden looked into the back seat with a frown. Luckily, Susan was still asleep. No. She actually gave good fantasy. Jaden replied defensively. She quickly figured out what excited me, and then we played cribbage and watched a movie. It was a pleasant evening. Beverly felt the speck grow into a stain. I feel we can trust her. Do you know how fucked up this is? Beverly asked, seething. She wanted to hate him again. But it was before she meet him. She shouldn't be affected by his past, but it nodded her. The bitch figured him out, that's what he said. She hadn't figured him out yet, how could the bitch do it? Love hurts on so many levels. You're mad again, Jaden said, trying to keep his temper down. This roller coaster was starting to grate on his nerves. He would have never given Sandra the time of day if he had known Beverly at the time. It wasn't his fault he met Sandra first. Yes, Beverly stated smartly while folding her arms across her chest. She hated the way she felt. One minute, everything was right with the world, and the next it all came crashing down. Ways of killing the bitch ran through her head. She looked straight ahead, hating that her eyes were welling up. Jaden was about to vigorously defend himself. His temper was climbing and Beverly had no right to be angry with his past. He looked over to lay down the law, but stopped when he saw her watery eyes. His stomach churned. Jaden felt like crap. He didn't think he would ever see pain in Beverly's eyes. Anger, yes, but not pain. She was too strong, wasn't she? I'm sorry, Beverly. Jaden's tone was contrite. I would never have touched her if I had known you. He reached over and caressed behind her ear. Beverly leaned into his hand. I want to be your pleasant evening. Beverly couldn't believe she said it. A tear started to run down her cheek. She sounded like a blubbering girl. She was a skilled assassin, not a love-struck teenager. Why did his hand feel so good? Why did she hate a hooker she had never met? Why did her insides feel like a sewer? Jaden took an off-ramp and pulled over. He got out of the SUV, walked to the passenger side and opened the door. Beverly had tears running freely and didn't want to look at Jaden. She couldn't control herself. I don't even know what cribbage is. She sobbed. Jaden half-climbed into Beverly's seat and surrounded her head with his hands. He pulled her lips to his and kissed her deeply. Beverly melted into him. Tears flowed as she fisted the hair on the back of his head and pulled him tighter. She wanted all of Jaden. Why did there have to be other women in the world? Sharing just wasn't in her nature. Jaden broke the kiss and whispered. I love you too. Beverly pulled him back to her lips. They felt so wonderful on hers. She could spend a lifetime on the off-ramp. Jaden slipped his lips to her ear. Let's get Vincent and save Susan. Then I will teach you cribbage and we'll share a lifetime of pleasant evenings together. Beverly smiled at the thought. She took her jealousy and anger and focused it on Vincent. The sooner he was off the planet, the sooner she and Jaden could move on, together. They were an insurmountable force together. Beverly lightly pushed Jaden out of the car. Drive, lover, we have a date with an asshole. Jaden smiled as Beverly's confidence returned. He jogged to the driver's side and climbed in. Jaden looked over at Beverly as he started the car. Our last job, baby. He grinned at her tear-stained, smiling face. Beverly loved that grin. She hated herself for breaking down in front of him and loved him for cherishing her because of it. Yes, the last job. Let's get the fucker! Beverly exclaimed as the car pulled forward. An unfathomable future lay before them. Something neither had ever thought they could have. One last job and the world was theirs. Jaden called Sandra on the burner phone as they passed near Tampa Bay. His, Rolodex, was as sharp as ever. Sandra was a bit surprised Jaden wanted to meet her at her place. Jaden's place was a hell of a lot nicer, but a gold mine is a gold mine. She agreed, gave him the address, and started cleaning as soon as the call ended. Before Jaden's call, Sandra's week was going badly. She was late on the rent, and her second attempt at wooing a man at the cafe was thwarted by a screaming wife and an angry cafe manager. That was the first time she had felt less than human. The contempt in the wife's eyes told the whole story. She had cried herself to sleep that night. Jaden's call perked her up. 
the night she spent with him barely felt like work. She briefly wondered if she should attempt to make the relationship more permanent. A shudder involuntarily traveled her spine. Sandra remembered his almost scary confidence, and her thoughts took a step back. Jaden was not the kind of man she wanted a real relationship with. Whatever he was into, it was best left as a mystery. Sandra fished through her closet. She found a nice summer dress, softly colored with surrealistic flowers. It was short enough to show some nice leg, but long enough to not look slutty. The thin straps exposed her soft shoulders. It was cut just low enough to hint at her cleavage. In a word, it was cute. That was what Jaden wanted. She would be his girlfriend again tonight. At least it was more fun than being his whore. The doorbell rang about two hours after Jaden's call. Sandra adjusted the ribbon she had tied her hair with and straightened her dress. Girlfriend, fiancé. She whispered to herself as she prepared her mind for the role. She moved to the door and opened it with an I'm so glad you're home smile. The smile disappeared. When the door opened, Beverly's apprehension was replaced by instant hate. Another skinny cute one, she thought to herself. Why were they all so skinny? How could Jaden like all these twigs and then love her? How she hated the bad parts of love. Jaden grabbed her hand. Sandra, this is my girlfriend Beverly. Jaden said proudly for Beverly's benefit. And this is Susan. He continued musing Susan's hair. Beverly's hate went down to dislike with the girlfriend honorific. I'm not sure I understand, Jaden. Sandra spoke with confusion. She winced at Beverly's eyes. The vision of the wife at the cafe still smarted and it now looked like there would be a repeat. Her week was still shit. Can we come in for a minute? Jaden asked, not wanting to talk in a public area. Uh, sure. Sandra stuttered as she stepped aside and reluctantly let in Jaden, Susan and Beverly, who looked like she was about to strangle her. When the door was closed she stood uncomfortably, looking at Jaden. Sorry about springing this on you. Jaden apologized. We are in a tight situation and need someone to take care of Susan for a couple of days. Beverly snarled to herself. Sandra stared in disbelief. She could barely take care of herself. Why would anyone think she could care for a child? This week was getting shittier by the minute. I don't babysit children, Jaden. You know that. Susan replied forcefully. It pays twenty-five hundred a day. Jaden countered. Susan was staring again. In advance, he added. Susan was doing the math. Five thousand for two days smelled of trouble. A lot of trouble. She really needed the money and Jaden didn't cheat her the first time. But Jaden and Beverly seemed like trouble. Either they were in trouble or they created it. Susan needed more information. Why? Susan inquired. Beverly was surprised she asked. Beverly raised her opinion of Susan by a few notches. Can we talk in private? Jaden asked, glancing quickly at Susan, indicating Susan shouldn't hear this. Beverly didn't like the idea of a private conversation and her opinion of Sandra dropped. Sandra led Jaden into her bedroom which was the only other room in her small apartment. She didn't close the door so Beverly raised her opinion again. I can't tell you everything. Jaden started slowly. Susan, through no fault of her own, is in big trouble. Beverly and I need a few days to clear it up. What kind of trouble? Sandra asked. The permanent kind. Jaden responded. Sandra covered her mouth with her hand. I'm not sure I can do this. Sandra said, shaking her head. The risks to you are minimal, if you keep her in the apartment. We'll be back in two days and you will have helped a child. Jaden's eyes were pleading. What if you don't come back? Sandra asked nervously. Jaden had forgotten about that possibility. This could be the end of Beverly and him. His savings would be useless to him if he was dead. I'll give you access to an account. Jaden rubbed his chin as he spoke. It will keep you flush for two lifetimes. Sandra was staring again. He meant for her to take care of Susan if he didn't return. How had she earned this type of trust? Cribbage, not touching the money, kissing him goodnight? An account worth two lifetimes to Jaden was worth at least ten to her. Sandra needed to know more. Who is Susan to you? Sandra queried. You don't want to know. Jaden answered with sincerity. Sandra didn't like being in the dark about how bad it was. The risk was too great. I have to know. Sandra crossed her arms. Jaden sighed. He needed Sandra more than she needed him. This had to happen now if they were going to save Susan. I was hired to you know, and I couldn't do it. Jaden said, looking at the floor. Sandra's insides went sour. 
she kept her arms crossed and her expression neutral as fear turned over in her stomach. Beverly? Sandra asked hoarsely. She couldn't do it either, Jaden said, looking back at Sandra. He saw a stoic face attached to a hesitant body. It was not often you let two assassins into your home. He saw her eyes begin to water. Jaden was right, she didn't want to know. Sandra realized she knew too much. Are you going to kill me when it's over? Sandra whimpered, trying to hold it together. All she could think of were all the movies where they never left witnesses. She kept her arms crossed in an attempt to hold it together. Jaden's face went pale. Oh no, no, no. Jaden consoled as he hugged Sandra to his chest. We need your help. I wouldn't let anything happen to you. Beverly was livid when she saw Jaden hug Sandra. Her opinion of Sandra hit rock bottom. She wished she knew what the skinny bitch said to warrant the affection. Beverly decided that enough was enough and marched into bedroom, forgetting Susan was at her heels. Jaden saw Beverly was on the warpath. Susan was following dutifully behind her. He quickly sat Sandra on her bed and turned to face Beverly in hopes of slowing her advance. He subconsciously placed his hand over his crotch to protect his valuables. Beverly, I told her what's going on everything. Jaden held up his other hand like a crossing guard as he spoke. Beverly slowed as his statement sank in. She saw the tears in Sandra's eyes and Beverly's jealousy waned again. Jaden pulled Beverly close and whispered in her ear so Susan couldn't hear. She thought we were going to end her. Jaden pulled away and saw the anger evaporate from Beverly's face. Beverly felt like crap again. The love-slash-jealousy roller coaster was confusing her idea of how the world worked. She softly kissed Jaden's cheek to apologize. Let me talk with her, Beverly said in a sane tone. She indicated with her hands that Jaden should take Susan back out to the main room. Jaden complied and Beverly shut the door. She sat next to Sandra and took her hands. Jaden waited with Susan in the main room. He fired up the TV and found the cartoon channel to entertain her. Susan grabbed the remote and surfed the channels until she found Nickelodeon. The now-familiar Spongebob song started and Susan curled into the couch to watch. Jaden was carefully watching the closed bedroom door. There wasn't any screaming so he assumed the conversation was civil. Sandra emerged smiling with Beverly. Jaden was a bit surprised by the transformation. Sandra moved in front of Susan and kneeled. Looks like we are going to spend a few days together. Sandra said sweetly. That means I need some food. Do you like Brussels sprouts? Susan shook her head. Asparagus? More vehement head shaking. Sandra was smiling. Mushroom casserole? Susan was making an ugly face while she shook her head. Maybe some liver? Susan was smiling and shaking her head. Mac and cheese? Yes. Susan shouted in glee. Jaden and Beverly stared in shock. Sandra grabbed Susan's hand. Come on, let's make a list. Sandra said conspiratorially. We'll make Jaden go shopping. Susan followed along giggling. Jaden looked at Beverly and shrugged his shoulders. Beverly couldn't understand how a hooker could be better with children than an assassin. The drive to Marco Island was a bit slower and a bit more scenic. Beverly was still trying to figure out how Sandra got Susan to talk so quickly. Beverly held Susan and comforted her for weeks. How did 30 seconds with Sandra pull Susan out of her funk? Maybe it was because Sandra just expected her to speak and Susan sensed it. Children were a mystery. A lovely mystery. How did you get Sandra to babysit? Jaden asked to break the silence. I thought I lost her when she demanded the reason. She's a woman, Jaden. Beverly answered. I just made sure she knew that we three were the only thing keeping Susan alive. It wasn't really a decision at that point. She paused and smiled. Oh, and I told her I wouldn't let you kill her. You know I wouldn't do that. Jaden exclaimed. Don't worry. I made sure she knew. Beverly chuckled. She was smiling. How did you get her from tears to smiling? Jaden asked. The smiling was about you. Beverly said, but she didn't offer any more information. What about me? Jaden asked impatiently, after waiting an excruciating number of seconds. Just girl talk. Beverly grinned. Jaden knew he wasn't going to get any more out of her. It irked him to think another woman may have opened up to Beverly. Sandra was a professional. Didn't discretion mean anything anymore? He really hoped they weren't discussing the fiancé thing or, God forbid, the baby thing. Jaden blushed thinking about that becoming public knowledge. Beverly didn't seem to notice.
The way to the Marco Island Yacht Club was the first right after crossing the bridge. Beverly's face was becoming grim. All she could think of was different ways of making Vincent suffer. Her life with Jaden would start as Vincent's ended. A perfect target for a last kill, Jaden parked by the pool near the entrance. They walked to the second pier and about halfway down they saw. Dream of clouds. It was about 75 feet long with sleek lines. Two levels of dark black windows pulled back rhombus style to portray speed. It was a beautiful craft, borne by the cost of a family. Jaden and Beverly boarded as quietly as they could. The main room was luxurious. A glass top table, seating six, ran across the port's side windows. The starboard side hosted a monstrous, comfy couch. End chairs bordered the seating area that was centered on two glass-top coffee tables, sitting on a fashionable throw rug. The whole decor was a pale tan, edged in stainless steel that oozed wealth. A search of the vessel uncovered more luxury, but no Vincent or anyone else. Jaden helped himself to the fully stocked bar. Not many people stocked Bowmore. He smiled as he poured himself a finger of the scotch whiskey. Beverly rolled her eyes. Men, always mixing pleasure with business, she thought. Jaden returned to the main room, sat in one of the comfortable end chairs and waited for the captain to arrive. Beverly chose to wait outside on the opposite side of the boarding ladder. Just as the sun began to descend, the sliding glass doors opened and in walked Thomas Saunders. He was a slightly overweight man with dark, black hair and mustache. Thomas was halfway into the room before he saw Jaden sitting in the chair, nursing the same finger of scotch. Jaden didn't drink on the job. He did, however, like the idea of the expensive scotch in his hand. Who the hell are you? Saunders shouted. He had stopped dead in his tracks and even took half a step back. Good evening, Vincent. Jaden said calmly. He swirled the glass of scotch to release more of its aroma. Jaden imagined himself living like this. One of the elites sitting back and watching the world work itself to death. I don't know, I'm Tom Saunders. Vincent stuttered. He was inching backward toward the sliding glass doors. Fear was in his eyes. Why don't you sit down, Vincent? Jaden said, indicating the couch. That would make all this a bit easier. Vincent turned and ran for the doors. He almost made it all the way out before Beverly's knee found his groin. She didn't hold anything back. Susan's cries and silence fueled Beverly's knee. Vincent's body actually left the floor for a brief moment, then collapsed into a whimpering ball. Beverly lined up and kicked, aiming for his privates once again. Fortunately for Vincent, his ass caught most of the force which scooted him a good six inches. I told you it would be easier to just sit down. Jaden chided. Beverly really dislikes you and I happen to agree with her. Please get on the couch. Okay, okay. Vincent said weakly, straining to raise a hand in surrender. He crawled slowly to the couch with Beverly following. She prayed he would stray from the path. He lifted himself, never letting his thighs separate hoping to protect his jewels. Once he was seated, Jaden pulled out the burner phone. Look at me, Vincent. Jaden instructed calmly. Vincent looked up from his pain and Jaden snapped his picture. Vincent grimaced. You ready for this, honey? Jaden requested of Beverly. Do it, sweetie. Beverly returned with a smile. Jaden texted the picture and Vincent Thomas for Susan Thomas. It's done. Now we wait. Jaden smiled at Beverly. I'll give you a million each if you let me go. Vincent pleaded. Beverly walked up and swung as hard as she could and caught him on the cheek with a haymaker. Vincent's body followed his head to the couch cushion. He didn't rise. He just lay there and moaned. Jaden retrieved some nautical rope from a closet and tossed it to Beverly. She tied Vincent's hands and arms behind his back. Vincent felt the circulation cease below the wrist and caught a fist in the nose when he complained. His beautiful couch now sported reddish-brown stains. Point twenty minutes later, Jaden heard the phone vibrate on the coffee table. The return text contained only a phone number. Jaden sighed and dialed. Beverly nervously listened to the one-sided conversation. Yes, Jaden said, then smiled and gave Beverly a thumbs up. His suddenly got serious. No, I don't know where she is. Why would I do that? I'll be here. Jaden hung up the call and looked up at Beverly. Susan is safe, but you need to leave. They don't know you're here. He was talking fast and didn't sound like himself. And you're staying? Beverly asked, dumbfounded. I have to, but you don't. Jaden said, trying to shoo her out the sliding glass doors. Jaden needed Beverly safe. He was fucked and only the thought of Beverly being safe gave him any solace. 
What's going on? Beverly asked, pushing back into the room. She wasn't leaving without Jaden. It was both of them forever that was the deal. I made a mistake. I have to stay, Jaden said with pleading eyes. Please, Beverly, you have to leave. They've tracked the phone by now. Beverly pushed back hard, sending Jaden back a step. What the fuck are you saying? Beverly shouted. Her eyes were welling up. Jaden stopped trying to usher her out and pulled her into his arms. I used a credit card at Molson Tire and Auto, Jaden said quietly. They know about Marissa. It's me or the family. Please, Beverly, I have to know you're safe. Beverly stared at Jaden and tears flowed down her cheeks. Every dream shattered. Why did she even try to dream? Jaden grabbed a fistful of her hair and pulled her lips to his. The kiss was hard and final. God, we would have been so good together, he said, looking into her eyes. You have to go now. Think of Susan. Jaden tried pushing the car keys into her hand. Beverly looked at the keys and then back at Jaden. She had nowhere she wanted to go. There was no other place where anything made sense. Her rock was in front of her. Her life was shit without him. Fuck it, she thought. It was a one-way trip to begin with. She dropped the keys to the floor and pulled Jaden in for another, more passionate kiss. She drove her tongue between his lips and felt him respond with his. She lost herself in his arms, wishing it was forever and knowing it was only moments. I need a drink, Beverly said as she broke the kiss and headed toward the bar. Beverly, you have to. Jaden started up again. Don't. Beverly stated firmly and turned around. I don't want to die angry at you. I want to have a drink with you. I want to be with you. I don't want to be anywhere else. Jaden left the keys on the floor and took her hand in his and walked to the bar. There was no point in trying to change her mind. He was just going to enjoy being with her while he could. Beverly and Jaden were three sheets to the wind by the time the cartel members arrived. They had laughed together more in those hours than they had for the last month. Vincent tried to hobble away, but was thwarted by an empty bottle of Bowmore. Beverly had fun tying him flat on the coffee table. They used him as a footrest until they realized it was just as uncomfortable for them as it was for Vincent. Point two foot soldiers entered first and disarmed the pair. It was fairly easy since their guns were on the dining table. They had been playing a game of shot glass hockey across the glass tabletop, using their guns as the strikers. A well-dressed South American man entered with four more soldiers. He looked at Vincent tied on the table, and then at Jaden and Beverly who were having trouble standing. I was told the woman wasn't going to be here. The well-dressed man stated with a rich accent. I lied. Jaden slurred and burst into laughter. Beverly followed suit, and they ended up struggling to hold each other up. Had a bit to drink, have we? The man continued without a smile. We can drink as much as we want. Jaden slurred and smiled at Beverly. Won't have any hangover tomorrow. Beverly completed Jaden's thought and started laughing again. They had discussed the topic at length before. Sharing it with others had them laughing again. The man smiled and shook his head. This is Vincent? The man asked, pointing to the coffee table. Vincent's eyes showed true fear. Somehow, despite his bindings, he managed to start shaking. The fucker, that's him. Beverly said sloppily as she pointed at Victor. Jaden tried to steady her which only exacerbated the balance issues. Looks like you had a hard day, Victor. The man teased. Your night will be a bit harder. As for you too, the man said, looking up at Jaden and Beverly. It pains me to lose you over this slime. You know, Victor, they gave up their lives to save your daughter. Unfortunately, I can't have disobedience in the ranks. Unlike you, Victor, their deaths will be quick and clean. Victor lost control of his bladder. Beverly laughed. The man raised his hand to one of the foot soldiers and the soldier removed a .45 from inside his jacket and began affixing a silencer. Jaden steadied himself and turned Beverly to face him. He placed his forehead to hers. You're my angel. I wouldn't trade my time with you for anything. Beverly pulled his lips to hers. The soldier moved behind her head and aimed. Chapter 08 Alejandro! The voice was a strong female alto. It came from outside the boat and was followed by a string of Spanish words that sounded angry. The well-dressed man rattled off a command in Spanish and every gun quickly disappeared into a jacket. The sound of loud heels echoed off the deck and the female Spanish words began to sound meaner as she approached the sliding glass doors. I and walked a buxom raven-haired Spanish beauty. 
her curly hair flowed across her light brown shoulders. She was dressed to kill in a dark red dress that did little to hide her curvaceous figure. Her legs were made taut by a set of four-inch red pumps that looked like they were designed for the dress. Behind her followed a very contrite man trying not to look at the well-dressed leader. Alejandro. The woman in red went into a Spanish tirade as she moved, in a very threatening manner, closer to the well-dressed Alejandro. She was pointing everywhere and yelling about bibis and familia. Jaden recognized the no hay sexo embedded in the yelling. The contrite man was trying to avoid the daggers shooting from Alejandro's eyes. Alejandro and the woman argued for a few minutes. It was obvious to Jaden who was winning. The woman never backed away and almost had Alejandro leaning backward. A few of the soldiers were desperately trying not to smile. It finally ended with the woman tapping her beautiful pump on the floor. It seems I was a bit hasty targeting the child and the mother. Alejandro said begrudgingly. It sets a precedent that puts my own family at risk. The woman kept tapping her foot and signaled him to continue. You two are retired and free to go. Alejandro obviously had a very difficult time getting that out. The woman spilled more vicious Spanish, pointing at Beverly and Jaden. Alejandro's shoulders sagged. Thank you for saving the child. Alejandro looked at the woman with pleading eyes as he spoke. Her pump tapping continued. Is there something I can do in return? Alejandro's teeth were clenched as the last part leaked out. The woman smiled and grabbed Alejandro's face and kissed him deeply. It looked like there would be sexo tonight. No, we're good. Beverly slurred and started to pull Jaden out of the room. Jaden pulled back. He smiled at Alejandro and staggered toward him. Beverly wasn't sure if she should be concerned. She was feeling no pain, but thought they should be leaving. She spotted the SUV keys on the floor and nearly toppled over picking them up. It took her three tries before she had a firm grasp on the ring. When she brought her head up the boat began to spin a bit. And that's what I want, Jaden said with just a bit of spittle and way too much emphasis. The woman gave Alejandro a severe look and he relented. Okay, but I never want to see either of you two again, Alejandro stated ominously. You don't work for anyone, understand? Jaden staggered backward. Okay, it's a deal then. Jaden pointed at Beverly a couple of times. We'll be leaving now. He had a little trouble turning around and had to readjust his aim at the door. Come on, Bev, we got to go. I thought I was Beverly. She said with a small frown while trying to grab his hand. That's right. Jaden overstated. Cause you're so damn pretty. My pretty Beverly. Beverly smiled and they helped each other out the door. Getting down to the dock was a bit more difficult. Miraculously, they made it to the car without falling into the gulf. You're going to have, to have, drive to. Jaden mumbled. It took Beverly four tries to find the right button to unlock the doors. She had to close the back hatch manually when she couldn't figure out what button would close it again. It was just too dark and the closest light seemed too far away. Sleep, then drive. Beverly slurred as she pulled open the back door. Jaden climbed into the middle and Beverly pushed until he was on the left side. She climbed in herself and lay down, using Jaden's thigh as a pillow. Love you. Jaden mumbled as he absently stroked her hair. The car was spinning a bit as he lay his head in the nook between the window and seat back. Damn, gonna have, hangover. Jaden drooled out as blackness invaded his mind. Beverly was already snoring. Jaden and Beverly partially regretted their survival. The early morning sun was burning holes into their bloodshot eyes and the sound of traffic tore at their eardrums. Beverly was concentrating on not vomiting again. Jaden was cursing the world for the pain throbbing through his head. It felt better to close his eyes, but that made driving a bit risky. He settled for long blinks. Jaden pulled into a super center. They hobbled to the restrooms and tried to rinse the night off. It didn't help much. Jaden purchased a case of bottled water and they headed back into the laser-like sun Jaden felt like he was wading through waist-deep water. It didn't help that the parking lot was radiating the tropical sun. He threw the case into the back seat and brought four bottles up front. They climbed into the SUV and Jaden handed a bottle to Beverly. Beverly looked up with bloodshot eyes and a sickly, pale complexion as she took the bottle. No offense, but I'm not attracted to you right now, Jaden said sardonically. Puke does kind of ruin the romance, Beverly said with a weak grin. Jaden uncapped the water bottle and gulped down half. It was followed by a burp that tasted like scotch. Beverly waved her hand in front of her face. Open a window when you do that. Sorry. Jaden apologized and started the SUV. 
He acquiesced and briefly let the window down for some hot, muggy air. The rest of the drive to the Fort Myers area was mostly silent. The water gradually dissipated the worst of the scotch-induced hangover. Oh, thank God! Sandra exclaimed when she opened the door and saw Beverly and Jaden standing there. What happened? You two look terrible, she declared. Hangover, Beverly replied as she stepped inside. I worried all night and you two were out drinking. Sandra scolded like an ignored wife. You could have called. Nope, we couldn't even walk. Beverly smirked. It was a last-minute reprieve. Jaden added, Your worry wasn't unfounded. Susan is safe. We are safe and all is well but our brains. Safe? Do you mean forever safe? Sandra asked. Forever and ever. Beverly smiled then added. And we are now retired. She looked around the small apartment. Where is Susan? Asleep in my bed. She tried to wait up for you last night. Sandra smiled. Per girl made it to about four this morning before she passed out. I think she partially knew what was happening. She kept asking if you guys were all right. Can we leave her here till she wakes up? Jaden queried. We'd like to get cleaned up and maybe shut our eyes for a few hours. Of course, Jaden. Sandra answered flirtatiously. You already paid me for the whole day. Babysitting or anything else. Sandra batted her eyes, trying to be humorous. Beverly felt that stab of jealousy again. She knew Jaden was hers, but skinny Sandra was just too close. Beverly forced a smile and tried to discern if Jaden thought it was funny, or cute, or real. Jaden just gave Sandra a quick grin. Thanks, Sandra. Jaden said as he leaned in and gave Sandra a kiss on the cheek. We couldn't have done this without you. Beverly didn't like the kiss, not after the batted eyes. If you could bring Susan to my condo when she wakes, that would be great. Jaden told Sandra. Beverly didn't like that Sandra even knew where the condo was. Beverly didn't know where the condo was. She tried to force the ugly, gray feelings away, but they just hung on with sharp hooks. Maybe you could join us for dinner. Jaden said as he grabbed Beverly's hand and led her out the door. Sure, I will see you this afternoon. Sandra said as she closed the door. Beverly's face darkened at the thought of Sandra at the dinner table. She knew they owed her a bit of friendship because of the risk she took for Susan, but did it have to involve sitting next to Jaden at dinner? Jaden smiled when the door closed, and he looked at Beverly. He had watched her face change when Sandra flirted. He didn't know why he found Beverly's jealousy so alluring. He grabbed a handful of Beverly's ponytail and pulled her lips to his. The kiss was passionate and forceful. Jaden was claiming her and making sure she knew it. Beverly felt like a teenager and melted into him. No man had ever taken her before. Jaden was the first, the last, and hers forever. Forget about her, Jaden said, nodding his head toward the door. No one lights my fire like you. Beverly blushed when she realized she wore her jealousy on her face. She's so damn skinny, Beverly said in her own defense. Jaden pulled her closer. She's not my angel, Jaden smiled. Beverly liked the idea of being his angel. She felt lighter and maybe a bit skinnier. They kissed again. It was late when Jaden finally turned onto the familiar streets of Fort Myers. He had spent the day in Tampa Bay acquiring fake papers for Susan. They had only found one relative who wanted anything to do with Susan. Her grandmother was in a nursing home and had no way of taking care of her. Jaden and Beverly decided on an adoption, their way. Legal adoption would have taken too long and left Susan in the hands of child services. Not to mention the difficulty of convincing anyone that ex-assassins would make good parents. Jaden had acquired enough documentation to convince a school so Susan could start being a normal kid again. Jaden was pleased with himself. He saw himself as a father and couldn't imagine ever letting Susan go. He wondered how well he would handle the first boy who broke Susan's heart. He only knew he had to get to the boy before Beverly did. Susan was talking up a storm. It was as if she had been saving it all during that first month. Beverly and Susan now had long conversations about trivial, meaningless stuff. Meaningless to Jaden, but so very important to them. Susan had accepted them fully. Jaden surmised that her previous years were not pleasant. The fake death of her father may have made her mother depressed. Vincent leaving in the first place spoke volumes for the state of the marriage to begin with. Whatever the reasons, they were all comfortable with each other. A wonderfully strange family. Jaden opened the door to the condo quietly. It was well past eleven, and he was sure Susan would be asleep. 
He hoped Beverly wasn't. There was only one lamp on for him. The rest of the condo was dark and he sighed. It didn't look like Beverly waited up. He couldn't blame her, but it was a small disappointment. He liked having a wife, even if the paperwork was fake. He was surprised to see his cribbage board out on the table. It looked like it had been played. He flipped off the light and headed to the bedroom. The darkness revealed a flickering light from the crack below the bedroom door. Candles made that type of light and Jaden smiled. She had waited for him. He had never seen romantic Beverly. Or maybe this was kinky Beverly. He felt himself getting stiff as his mind wandered through the possibilities. He quietly opened the door to a very kinky Beverly. Jaden stared in disbelief. Beverly was on her back, naked on the bed. Her eyes were closed, and she had a lustful grin on her face. Her hands were wrapped in Sandra's hair, holding Sandra's head between her legs. Beverly's knees were raised and Sandra was caressing Beverly's thighs, while obviously hard at work with her tongue. Sandra had one knee off the bed and one knee on. She was naked, open and moist. The light from five surrounding candles flickered shadows across the scene. Jaden felt a mixture of arousal and jealousy. He wasn't sure he wanted to share Beverly. He wasn't sure he didn't. He should be between her legs. He loved seeing what was between her legs now. Beverly looked so dreamy and Sandra looked so slutty. His prick loved the vision. His mind was still calculating. He quietly closed the door and a pair of dreamy eyes met his. Hello, sweetheart. Beverly whispered through her grin. I'm glad you're home. She reached out her hand to encourage him forward. Jaden stepped closer, still loving and hating what lay before him. He took Beverly's hand and she urged him down to her. He kneeled before her head. Sandra's eyes were closed and her tongue was working deep into Beverly. Beverly put her hand behind his head and pulled his lips to hers. Jaden felt her passion and the small tremor Sandra was causing. I couldn't get her out of my head. Beverly whispered as she broke the kiss. I needed to even us up and it's working. She emitted a soft, involuntary moan. I didn't like the jealousy. Please don't be angry. Jaden thought it made no sense, but it was obviously perfectly logical to Beverly. She had to control her emotions and put them back into balance. Being uneven was abhorrent to her. Jaden relented and let his resentment fade away. She really is quite good. Jaden whispered into Beverly's lips. He kissed her deeply while he caressed her neck. Beverly shuddered as her two lovers lifted her spirit higher. Jaden reached down and fondled her left breast, tenderly tugging her taut nipple. Beverly groaned into his mouth and arched her back. Sandra knew Beverly was close. Muscles had tightened when Jaden entered and Beverly's responsiveness increased. Sandra had satisfied women before and knew the signs well. She brought her hand down from Beverly's thigh and slowly inserted the tips of her index and middle fingers into Beverly's opening. Sandra knew what would make this memorable. It was her job to know. She could read people and she knew what the couple needed. She lifted her mouth from Beverly's sex. Ask her to come for you, Jaden. She commanded seductively. Jaden looked into Beverly's eyes. Come for me, my angel. He softly directed as he caressed her breast, his lips just a millimeter from hers. Sandra drove her fingers deep into Beverly. Beverly's eyes closed and her hips raised from the bed. Sandra sucked Beverly's clitoris into her mouth and her tongue tickled the tip. Beverly exploded with a scream muffled by Jaden's loving mouth. Sandra's fingers were searching relentlessly as Beverly tried to squeeze them to oblivion. Jaden could see the veins in Beverly's neck flicker in the candlelight as she rode out the sensual tsunami. Sandra slowly released Beverly as the orgasm subsided. Jaden held Beverly close, enjoying the sated look glowing in her features. He kissed her lightly above the eyes and stroked her hair. Jaden had no idea why he felt closer to Beverly. Why was this experience so private, yet shared with another? Sandra stood and then moved behind Jaden. She helped him to his feet and quietly began undressing him. She stood behind him as she worked, not wanting to get between the two lovers. Jaden kept staring at Beverly's loving eyes. Sandra removed his shirt, then reached around and began unbuttoning his pants. Beverly looked up at Jaden and saw the commitment in his eyes. She absently dropped her hand between her legs where things were tingling more than they should. Sandra pulled Jaden's pants and boxers down to his ankles and began untying his shoes. Jaden's erection was pointing proudly and directly at Beverly as he stepped out of his shoes and pants. Sandra rose behind Jaden and wrapped one hand around his chest and one around his cock. Beverly winced, not with jealousy, but with desire. I know both your secrets. 
Sandra purred across Jaden's ear while looking at Beverly. You both hide them well. She began softly stroking Jaden and caressing his chest with her palm. She pressed her breasts into his back and smiled at the mesmerized Beverly. Beverly told me what she wants, Jaden. Sandra cooed while nibbling on his ear. Beverly's expression turned a bit pale. Sandra was sharing too much. I've always known what Jaden wants. Sandra taunted with a salacious grin at Beverly. Jaden was both intrigued by and highly aroused at Sandra's words. He was trying to maintain his composure as she fondled him with his angel before him. Jaden, do you want to know Beverly's greatest wish? Sandra whispered in his ear as she nibbled. Beverly was beginning to rise to stop Sandra before she ruined everything. Jaden saw the panic in Beverly's eyes and was about to end this fantasy. Sandra let go of him and took a step back. She wants to have your baby, Sandra said smoothly. Beverly's face went ashen. It was too soon to tell him that. Jaden stared at Beverly with what looked like shock. It was anything but. Beverly didn't know if she should kill Sandra or go running from the room. Sandra smiled. She could read people well. She grabbed the robe she started the evening in and began to don it. Jaden dropped to his knee before Beverly and pushed her loose blonde hair behind her ear. You would be a wonderful mother, Jaden said in earnest, laced with love. Color returned to Beverly's face in a flood that made her dizzy. Our children would be so beautiful, Jaden continued as he slowly returned her to her back. He climbed on the bed with her. Sandra quietly exited the room. She heard Beverly exclaim, Oh, Jaden! Before the door was fully closed. What a wonderfully strange couple, Sandra mused as she walked to the hall bathroom to retrieve her clothes. Marissa was proud of her shopping skills. She hit the grocery store armed with a purse full of coupons. She actually had fun matching the coupons to the products and challenging the inevitable errors at the register. Marissa was doing everything she could to make sure their dollars went as far as possible. Every once in a while she regretted returning Jaden's money, but she knew it had been the right thing to do. Xavier gave a little shout from the playpen Doug had built. Just a minute, honey, let me get the groceries put away. Marissa consoled in the way only mothers can. She could hear her other boys running around upstairs. They were patient at the store so she let them pick the flavor of ice cream. She wondered how much longer she could bribe them for good behavior. The kitchen door burst open. Doug floated in with a hand full of papers. We are going out to eat tonight, family, he said as he danced up to Marissa. He grabbed her around the waist and kissed her as he whirled her around. Marissa laughed at his exuberance. Doug, we can't afford it. Marissa scolded while smiling. Once every two weeks. We agreed, remember? Damn the rules, woman. Doug slapped the papers on the table. If I want to take my rich wife out to dinner then that is what I am going to do. What has gotten into you? Marissa asked, trying to control the infectious happiness. The papers looked like contracts. What do you mean rich? She grabbed one of the stapled stacks. The logo for Caravan Coffee was in the upper left corner. We are now the home of the new Midwest Caravan Coffee Depot. Doug said excitedly. They are leasing 20 acres and I have the contract for all preventative maintenance including tires. He snapped open a check in front of Marissa. This is the earnest money for the 20-year lease. Marissa counted the five zeros twice. She had never seen so many zeros on a check. That's a hundred thousand dollars. She shrieked. Doug just nodded with a huge grin on his face. How, why, when? She stammered, counting the zeros again. They called the shop this morning. Said they scouted the area and we were their first choice. Doug grabbed Marissa around the waist and spun her around again. This means I won't have to sell any land and the boys will inherit the full Molson dynasty. Where should we go? Marissa asked smiling as it all finally sank in. Where else? The burger barn. Doug said smiling. I may be rich, but I still have no class. Plus the boys love the place. Marissa jumped into his arms and kissed her goggle-wearing, sawdust-covered, pinstripe suit-wearing man. Jaden watched Beverly and Susan go through the paint swatches as they tried to pick the best colors for the nursery. Beverly had given Susan carte blanche to decorate her new brother's or sister's room. It was amazing how many decisions needed to be made for such a small room. Beverly caught his curious eyes and smiled. He couldn't believe how good she looked pregnant. She was pretty before, but now she was absolutely radiant. A knock on the door brought Jaden back to reality. He smiled at Beverly and answered the door. A well-dressed man in a three-piece suit was standing there. 
The man tossed an airtight bag of caravan coffee to Jaden which he caught. Alejandro Mendoza says it's done? The man said quickly. He turned, not waiting for or expecting a response, and left. Jaden bounced the bag in his hand as he closed the door. Jaden would have loved to see the look on Marissa's face. Who was that? Beverly asked. Coffee delivery. Jaden smiled at his angel. All was right with the world. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allow members to request future stories and themes. Links are in the description. Thank you for listening.